Every hipster and their mother is clamoring for online tickets to one of the most anticipated art shows at the AGO. It's the Yeyui Kusama Infinity Mirror Show. It opens this Saturday. And Adelina Vlas is the associate coordinating curator of the exhibition. She joins the show now. Chris and I had an opportunity to see it yesterday. It was fantastic. The buzz around this show and the demand for tickets seems unprecedented. Is it? Uh, well, it is an unprecedented um, experience for for us to have a show of uh, of this nature, and um, I think that uh, yeah, there's nothing comparable uh, in terms of exhibitions we've presented here. She's an 88 year old Japanese contemporary artist. She's a performance artist. She does uh, installation and sculpture. She's painting, so she's a multidisciplined artist. But tell people why this is so exciting. Sure, uh, Yayoi Kusama is um, a really important artist, and she's been making art for over uh, seven decades and she started making art uh, when she was uh, very young, presented her first uh, uh, work in an exhibition um, as a teenager. So she's been someone who's been kind of putting art out there in the world for a long time and uh, has been very influential. The reason why this exhibition is important and um, there's such a, an interest in it is because she hasn't had a major retrospective exhibition travel through North America in over 20 years and she's never actually had a show in Canada. So what we're seeing here is first of all, you know, her uh, debut in a, in a Canadian institution and uh, it's the first time that an exhibition, it's a survey exhibition, looks at uh, the uh, evolution of uh, her immersive multi-reflective uh, installations created over more than five decades and called Infinity Mirror Room. So uh, those are kind of the ingredients that uh, uh, make this uh, exhibition so special. Now, Chris Creston, the producer of the show, and myself, we had this sneak peek at the exhibit. It is uh, like no other art exhibit I have ever seen in my life. And it's so incredibly immersive. And it's also very Instagrammable, which is Interesting, because for years when you'd go to art galleries, people would say, put your phone away, put your phone away, don't take a picture. (laughs) Now you're being encouraged to photograph this. How much credit can go to social media and Instagram for actually hyping this show and making uh, people aware of uh, Yeo that may not have been aware of her before? Well, I think art uh, museums these days are encouraging visitors to share their experiences uh, on uh, social media. It's just kind of how we operate in um, this day and age. And I think we all experience a lot of uh, the news flow, a lot of the world, a lot of our personal life through this shared experience. So in this respect, the exhibition is not unique. I think it's just being amplified more than uh, um, other exhibitions. And in a way, it's a continuation of her exploration of this kind of reflection and infinity uh, uh, that we see in the exhibition. So uh, I I say I got asked a lot (laughs) yesterday during press previews, uh, well, how, um, what's your advice to visitors coming to see this exhibition? I said, sure, um, uh, do take a a picture, do document your experience, but don't forget to also be in the moment. What's Mm -hmm. so special about those environments, those immersive um, environments you're mentioning, is that uh, they do require a certain uh, presence in the moment. If you really want to have a, a profound experience, a meaningful experience with them, um, I mean, take that selfie, but uh, also don't don't forget to, to be present and have a full experience. You need to be still. 
which is something that I think a lot of us have a hard time doing. And if I can just explain to uh, people listening right now what it's like, there are five of these um, infinity rooms. Mm-hmm. And you walk into this, it's basically a box. How, how big are these boxes? Are they about uh, 20 by 20? Yes, yeah. And so you walk into this box, and it's it's the inside of this box. It's like a, let's say it's like a garden shed, a uh, mm-hmm. very fancy garden shed, albeit. You walk <laughs> in it, they close you in, and there's mirrors all around, including the door. So you are completely immersed in what is a closed 360 um, degree <laughs> yeah, experience. Yeah. And it's of light and mirror and repeating objects that, you know, including yourself, and you're only there for 20 or 30 seconds. That's right. So you yeah. almost become part of this piece. You almost actually disappear if you get into that stillness. You'll mm-hmm. notice, mm-hmm. wait a minute, where am I? Oh, wait, <laughs> I'm actually part of the art. Yet we're seeing, you know, art lovers go in, as you say, and they're Instagramming themselves. One of her points is that you disappear and we're all mm-hmm. connected. Yeah. Is the point... Yeah being somewhat lost in a selfie obsessed culture or are we becoming part of you know the changing narrative of her actual work i know that sounds deep to some people listening in their car going wow kelly give me a break but what do you think it is yeah so we have to remember that she's been making those um rooms for since the 1960s right so it predates this um kind of culture of social media and uh uh, digital uh, image circulation. So when she made those installations, her her wish was to be able to create a sense of an experience of infinity, something that she tried to do with paintings and with sculpture. So she was just pushing her own practice uh, into a new direction. And um, she, I think that. Uh, you know, she couldn't have anticipated this additional kind of repetition and uh, uh, echoing of uh, of uh, the images that's happening with social media. We also have an additional um, work on view at DAGO, and actually it's open to general admission. So anyone coming to DAGO uh, for the first two uh, months of the, the run of the show, they can experience this work. It's called Narcissus Garden, and it's on the second floor of DAGO. And there are those uh, stainless steel balls that she presented uh, in an exhibition in 1966 and uh, with a sign next to them saying your narcissism is for sale. So we see her in the 60s kind of anticipating uh, Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of self-centered culture that we live in right now where, uh, you know, we, we have to document everything. We have to uh, to to prove that we've experienced something. So I think that um, what we see again is an artist who, uh, for decades, has been kind of ahead of the curve or uh, sensing a, a certain um, a tendency in our culture and uh, trying to uh, kind of work that into her um, uh, artistic practice. Uh, but I think that uh, we. Again, the way we experience the world is up to us, right? Mm-hmm. So the invitation is to to come to the AGO, to see the exhibition, and to to try to have. Uh, uh, and I mentioned this again, and again yesterday, a meaningful encounter with art and uh, uh, with uh, and have hopefully uh, some something of a more profound experience because she's really trying to take us to places that are quite uh, profound in in human experience. You know, she's looking at what afterlife might be like, what, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, she's approaching the end of her life. So she's very mindful of the fact that she, as a, as a, as a, a dot in the, in the universe, will return to this other um, dimension of, uh, of dots in, in the universe. So um, I think it's quite profound. 
Is she, would you put her on par with, you know, when you say she's ahead of her time, is she as important as Andy Warhol? In terms of Andy Warhol, they were working in New York at the same time. She lived in New York in the 60s at the same time as uh, um, Andy Warhol and his factory. And uh, we do have information in the exhibition about kind of their encounters, and in a way, rivalry, because, uh, you know, she was uh, very much active and having this multidisciplinary practice that you mentioned, um, and he was too. Uh, but what's interesting, and just to say, like, she even shows ahead of, uh, of uh, Warhol because uh, one of her early sculptural installations, and it was um, a boat covered in those kind of phallic forms that uh, we see in one of the mirror rooms in the exhibition. When she presented it for the first time, she had it surrounded with uh, 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 photocopied images of, uh, of the work. So she was trying to create this kind of wallpaper effect in the gallery, and Warhol saw that and uh, immediately kind of assimilated that idea into his practice. And he's the one who's well known for his wallpapers, and uh, uh, but she was the first one to do it. So that was a very nice way to say Warhol probably ripped her off. <laughs> But, you know, this is also a generation of artists who are looking at each other. They're all uh, in New York at this very, very kind of creative moment mm -hmm. in, uh, in the history of contemporary art. And um, they're all kind of, uh, you know, as I said, taking inspiration from each other. And, but, you know, the, the uh, art historical record is being set straight. And, you know, uh, uh, we see now that uh, she was the first to do this. And, you know, he followed. <laughs> these types of interactive exhibitions are they the future of the AGO because I just before this exhibit the Ayo Kusama Infinity Mirrors I saw Guillermo del Toro's exhibit mm -hmm. uh, at home with monsters where you actually walk through you know you've recreated what uh, his house looks like yes and yes, yes. It, it was fascinating and people were I, I noticed a big change in the mm -hmm. types of people coming to the mm -hmm. AGO mm -hmm. are, are we now seeing that you know art is no longer for the elite or just school kids now there's interest in accessibility for all at the AGO well, I think at the age we strive to uh, appeal to um, uh, a wider audience and we try to make connections and uh, uh, open an invitation to come and be with art and experience art that uh, can change your life. And I think the role of museums is to really uh, be the place where that uh, that um, experience can, can take place, right? So the encounter with art. I think that yeah, the exhibitions you're mentioning are uh, particular uh, because they have those aspects of uh, uh, participation, immersion. Um, but at the same time, I think that we at DHO just want to make exhibitions of great art and great artists, and I think that that's what you're seeing. Unlike most exhibits, though, the AGO tickets for Infinity Mirrors are only available online. Why is that? Um, well, I think that uh, we're very mindful that this is still winter in Canada, and uh, to try to sell them at our uh, front desk, I think, will be, um, you know, we anticipate that people will queue for hours, as they have done at other venues, uh, with milder climates. <laughs> so we just wanted to kind of uh, be mindful of that, That uh, and we will make tickets available the day of, starting on the weekend, on March 3rd, So, but those will be limited numbers, so we kind of don't, don't want to have the uh, the experience of people kind of um, suffering through the weather while trying to get a ticket. Bravo to you. It's a great exhibit. Thank you very much. I appreciate hearing that. Well, tickets will go on sale. Another block of tickets go on sale on Tuesday at 10 a.m. sharp. And it is 10 a.m. sharp. AGO.ca is their website. They are uh, one hot ticket. I will tell you that. You need to be ready.
uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning to get these tickets. And as well, it will run till uh, May 27th. And if anyone wants to know what this looks like, all this stuff we're talking about, Kelly Cotrera's Twitter account is at Kelly Cotrera. And check out my Instagram at Creston Talks.